Bum, 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 bum. Podcastration, greatest podcast in the world. All other podcast hosts, hosts are little girls. Podcastration number one exporter of them crappy um. All other podcast inferior with crappy um. Podcastration home of giant giant squid squid swim 30 meter whisper to the leader. Graduation rates are a marvel to behold. Essential skills to impress a date. Podcastration, you very nice show. From Paul Schultz to Ginger Levon Bryan. Podcastration, friend of all except Brett Bowser. He is just an asshole with, with a bone for a brain. Podcastration products best in the world. We invented studs and TV screen protectors. Podcastration, Kendall's cleanest in the region. Except, of course, for Catanics. Podcastration, you are very, very nice show. From Paul Schultz to Ginger Levon Ryan. Congrats to mighty penis of our leaders. From junction <laughs> with the <laughs> testes to the tip of its face. All right, we got through it. Welcome. Back to another episode of Podcast Nation. This is your host, spokesperson, and all-around role model, Levon Bryan. And guess what? It's only me. That's right. For the next 25-odd minutes, I'm all yours. Since Paul got his hand bit off by a giraffe at the zoo last weekend. (laughs) What an asshole. No, just kidding. We can only wish. Actually, we both are doing our part for this Conan or... Carniosada or whatever virus situation is going on. So, I'm recording here, and he's recording in a dumpster or wherever the hell he lives. But don't worry, he'll be just around the block for the second half of this clusterfuck of an episode. And that's what's up. So, let's get at it. I'm going to start with today's band plug since it actually kind of ties in a bit with my topic for today. This band is called Porcupine Tree. I know. That is the dumbest name for a fucking band ever. But don't be fooled. Those names are deceiving. And this band is no exception to that rule. Because uh, they're actually really good. If you're into a... If you're a p- fan of Pink Floyd, which a lot of us are, this is very much a modern version of that. They're actually not as unpopular. They're getting pretty big. You know, they've been for a while. They're actually no longer a band. They have been for 20-odd years, since about mid-90s to mid-2000s, late-2000s. And, uh, yeah, they're really good. Check out the albums In Absentia and Deadwing. And their earlier stuff is really trippy. Like uh, Up the Downstair from the early 90s. It's pretty cool. 
But the reason that ties in with my topic for today is because I just did a badass thing. I, here's an, well, as an example of my financial savvy, the band put out a four-disc remaster of actually the, uh, the aforementioned In Absentia album from 2002. They remastered it, cleaned it up a bit, a bunch of bonus tracks, a DVD, whatever, Blu-ray disc, all that bullshit, which I really didn't need. I just wanted the remastered album and the bonus tracks and outtakes and shit like that. But it was a hundred bucks. It came in this cool ass booklet thing, full sized, you know, foot wide, you know, twelve by twelve book with like a hundred pages in it and everything. But it was a hundred bucks. And that's too much money for I want. I just want a CD's worth of music. But I thought, hey, I can order this off Amazon, rip the music onto my computer, burn that shit, click return on Amazon, and send it back for the full refund, which is exactly what I did. So I paid zero. Well, I paid, but I'll get you know Amazon credit, which is just as good. So, pretty fucking smart, right? Exactly. So... For the next 20 minutes, I'm going to give you more examples of how you can make money. Well, not you. How I'm going to make money. Because we can all use extra money, but doing extra work to earn it fucking sucks. Keyword, earn it. Screw that. I want to keep being the lazy couch potato slob I've always been, but have some extra money for food, beer, video games, podcast gear, etc. I mean, hell, who doesn't? Well... If you cannot work them, you gotta outthink them. And since I'm basically an astrophysicist level thinker, I came up with some ideas to do just that. And I'm going to list them for you right here on the greatest podcast of all time so that you can hear my genius plans and use them for yourself as well. Which I suppose completely undercuts myself and leaves my plans unusable. Ah, fuck. Anyway, calendars are a simple, reliable few bucks. Just 12 random picks on your phone of any damn thing and blah. You did the hard part. There are multiple websites to upload the picks and print any number of these things out as you think you can sell. Paul has two cats, and six picks of each cat would be a calendar. So literally five minutes of taking picks of them in various poses is all it takes. So if we were attempting to sell 10 of these things, it would cost uh, about 10 bucks each to be made, and you know, including shipping. Meaning we'd have to spend about a hundred bucks. But one mention of a cat calendar at any church or old folks' home, and old and younger broads alike just can not resist anything to do with cats. You can sell them for fifteen bucks, and you made an easy fifty bucks. Also, relatives are always easy prey for buying their own family's bullshit, regardless of how much it sucks. And another thing to consider is that if you're too much of a vagina to try and milk the teats so to speak, of family and churchgoers, then you can still make the calendars and give them out as cheap holiday gifts. Personally, I'd rather try and sell something much more badass and entertaining than cats on my calendar. Maybe Paul and I getting kicked in the nuts, for example? (laughs) That'd be pretty funny. Admit it, you're already thinking of how awesome a podcastration calendar with a different pick of me and Paul taking a brutal blow to the balls each month would be. That would be a great new addition to the side of your fridge. So who knows? Maybe by the end of this year, you can own your very own piece of the podcastration franchise 
and put a little pizzazz into your home as well. So stay tuned on that front. Now, here's my other idea. Mean birthday and Christmas cards. Just think about it. Holidays are so damn lovey-dovey that by the time they're over, I have to watch Apocalypse Now six times just to keep my other emotions in check. And I assume a lot of others feel the same way. I mean, men would rather ball bust or rip each other's insecurities apart anyway. So why not have cards available for that reason as well? I mean, if you think about it, Comedy Central shows comedy roast all the damn time, and people love that. Now, I understand that cards are mostly a woman's thing, and that women often don't see the humor in ironically mean jokes. But don't women in the year 2020 want to be treated just like men? I mean, it's almost sexist that all cards are straight-up feminine. So don't worry, ladies. This guy will sell the cards to change that stereotype and fix the world. Of course, another angle is maybe, for example, your mother-in-law is a venomous cave dweller who's not fit to be living amongst normal humans. If so, then why keep enabling her with the Oh, we all love you so much cards. This year, get her a birthday card that reads, Here's 50 bucks. Now please go back to hell and spend your birthday there so that the rest of us can have just one enjoyable day in our lives. With much hate and contempt, love your whatever your name is. Other examples include, Merry Christmas, you alcoholic prick. Or, have a happy birthday, son, while I have a regret you weren't aborted day. Or maybe, have a lethally poisonous Father's Day, you dickhead. Or my personal favorite, simply, dude, you smell like shit. The possibilities are endless, and I'm betting so are the profits. Because underneath all the fake love and false compliments is a grimy layer of contempt and jealousy in all of us. So I say let's embrace it and make me rich in the process. Now I'm going to throw in a little story here because uh, a friend of mine, or at least an acquaintance, uh, got married a few years ago. And the same day his wedding was planned was Jethro Holiday, which is a holiday that we invented. It's the first Saturday of October, and it's exactly what it sounds like. You play Jethro Tall all fucking day, and you drink a lot of alcohol. And that's about it. Don't worry. Come around October, we'll have an episode explaining it in full detail, and you'll all be part of it. But anyway, so his wedding was that day, but by the time of the wedding, I was already Jethro Tall. I was pretty drunk. And uh, another thing I didn't understand, I had no clue that couples, when they got married, opened their cards around their family. I just thought, oh, it's a wedding. You want to go home, you know, you plant your seed in the wife, and you just wake up, and you open the cards together as, like, a romantic couple. I didn't know all the family gets together the very next fucking day, and that's a cramp on your marriage from the get-go. So I took a time card from work, thinking it's only going to be my, uh, well, it's only going to be my friend that opens it. So I'm going to make a mean, funny card. So I took, on the back of the time card for work, there's numbers and a corresponding operation for that number. So I crossed the operation out, and I put my own operation. So in the front of the card, it said from noon to 1 o'clock, 50. When you turn the back of the card over, operation 50 said, punching you in the face. And then from 2 to 3, it said, having sex with your wife, and dumb shit like that. Mean 
if it's just them two reading it, they'll get it. They'll get my humor. Ha ha ha. But uh, yeah, he opened up that card and read it off and passed it around to all of his family. And <laughs> good idea, but it wasn't so funny that day. All right, so there was that. Uh, back to making money. Another dumb idea I wanted to do, which I don't think I can do anymore, but I just simply wanted to publish a book of all, not all, but a lot of my funny text messages throughout my friends. Because I was reading them one day back through, and yeah, we're pretty damn funny. We have a lot of random shit. I wish I had some examples for you, but I just delete them as fast as I read them, and yeah. So I wanted to publish a book with all the funny and ridiculous text messages and conversations that I've either sent or received over the last 18 years. I mean, there's easily a 120-page book of these things. I'm also sure Verizon or maybe the government has them all stored up in some supercomputer or mainframe somewhere. I just need to simply print them out in the order they were done and publish that shit. I mean... It's too bad I drank the memory of this stuff away over the years, so I don't have any examples, but I assure you at the very least make for a good... I mean, it'd be a good thing to read on a shitter, <laughs> so people would buy it. I just need to get them. Now, here's another idea. It's probably the best idea so far I want to do. I want to make and sell shoes. I need to get a hold of Nike or Reebok or whatever shoe company because I got an idea for it. Shoes with funny tread patterns to show up in, you know, snow, dirt, and mud. I mean, why just buy shoes when you can buy shoes with dick and ball-shaped tread patterns? Or maybe a middle finger. You know, have, have shoes at the bottom of them spell out fuck. Or whatever, because it's simple, it's funny, and it would sell. Oh, and here's another little side note. Uh... Puma and Adidas shoe companies were founded by two brothers who apparently hated each other, and both of them were higher-up Nazis and rumored to be SS officials. Of course, the paper trail was burned before the surrender, so we'll never know just exactly how high up they were. But, uh, yeah, Puma and Adidas, you buy them, you're a fucking Nazi. So that's just some quick FYI for you. Oh, and... That's that idea, but I want to, before I get to my next awesome one, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to give you, uh, I'm going to explain to you what really gave me the inspiration for coming up with making my own money, because in 2015 in, <laughs> surprise, surprise, Jacksonville, Florida, two crackheads wrapped up wooden blocks with fake gold foil and sold them as tickets to heaven for a hundred bucks each. And guess what? People fucking bought all of them. I mean, even a few celebrities supposedly bought them. I mean, crack may be whack, but that is a solid idea. I mean, it was until they got arrested, of course. I mean, still, their legacy lives on to inspire all of us losers. They sold it. They made like, I think like two grand or three grand and I like sm- <laughs> fucking smoked all of it. So, but if crackhead can do it, why can't I? The other joke I have, this ain't even a joke. This is old news. I kind of want to step up and try. I want to try modern art. Because I think modern art is the biggest fucking scam on this planet. 
any person who actually believes that the artist spent any more than five minutes working on those fecal fest is legally insane. I mean, you go into art school because your millionaire dad wants his spoiled gay son out of the house in a way that keeps his trophy wife from incessantly nagging. That does not make you an artist. If it's all interpretive, then isn't anything created worth whatever? I mean, if I can just slap some paint on canvas, paint a few straight lines just to prove that I have basic brain functions, write up some half-assed poetic sales pitch about the, I don't know, the injustices of forbidden love or some dumb shit, slap a $10,000 price tag on it, and some dipshit will buy it. You just got to have it in the right place. You got to sneak it into a modern art exhibit, and I guarantee I, I can have three paintings in there. I can walk out of there thirty grand, guaranteed. I Pretty much anyone can. You just got to get it in there. I mean, I'm going to make a mess with paint on canvas and Photoshop a picture of a horse holding a paintbrush standing beside it. I almost guarantee I can sell it online for 200 bucks. I mean, I just make a website for Art from Ross, the painting horse, and if people think an animal did it, then it'll sell because people are stupid and I'm chess club champion smart and, well, just as much of a loser as those guys, but I have more coin. Uh, <laughs> ooh, God ain't going to like me for this next one. Um, yeah, here's, well, my next idea, but I better work. I want to sell myself as a church-going service. That is right. I'm going to put an ad in the local paper that I'll go to church for people for 20 bucks an hour. Is your grandma too old? Maybe you don't want to miss the AFC title game? You're just too damn lazy. 40 bucks for two hours of rest and still being able to pass through the pearly gates is a steal. Best part is that I'll just go do my laundry instead. In hell. For all eternity. But with 40 more bucks. So think about that. Would you pay me to go to church for you? I bet a quarter of you would. So on to my next one. And that's selling beers in amusement park lines. This could potentially be the most profitable idea, but the trickiest one to pull off, mostly because there's always the cunt do-gooders whose lives suck so much that they have to ruin shit for others just to scrape up a tiny drop of self-satisfaction. But I think a cooler of beer could be smuggled over most amusement park fences much easier than you think, and especially with backpack coolers. A couple people could wait in line till about the halfway mark Set up shop and sell the beers for five bucks a can. So you think about it, in a hot summer day, 35 minutes of standing in an hour-long line in midsummer, dude, those things would sell out in five minutes flat. If you bought a, you sell a $20 case of beer, you know, $20, $25, $30 pack of cheap beer, and you'll probably net 130 bucks. I mean, you do that once or twice a day, and you have a mortgage bill paid off. I don't know how, you know, yes, easier said than done. And you may have to cap a few snitches that are bitches, but you can do that for a little bit and not get caught. You can make some cash. Okay. This is a favorite of mine. This is my best idea by far. Now, I know this idea sounds really stupid, but there are so many people with money that are even more stupid than the idea. 
I want to sell empty jars on eBay for 25 bucks a pop. Now, how could I sell an empty jar on eBay for 25 bucks? Lying, of course. I'll Photoshop pics of me with a tiger and tell people I live in Texas, where it's legal to own one, apparently. You've all seen the show. Joe Exotic, whatever the fuck, Tiger King. And I'm, gonna have, I'm just going to tell people that the jars are filled with tiger sneezes and farts. I mean, why would somebody buy a jar of a tiger sneeze or a fart? Because they are stupid. Don't believe me? <laughs> I read a, I recently read a magazine article about a guy selling tiger hairs for five bucks on a street in New York City. So, think about that. I could also put some limestone or dirt in jars and tell people it's rocks or dirt or just air from the top of Mount Everest. 30 bucks a jar? And they'll probably sell. And hey, even if they don't sell, even if they don't sell on eBay, eBay charges zero bucks to place the ads. I mean, if you don't sell them, you don't lose any money. I mean, I'm basically just, I just recycle the jars anyway. So, you know, even if you just sell one or none at all, you're out no time or money invested. It's worth a try. I bet it'll work. So there's that idea. And, uh, yeah. Now, I got one more idea here. So, this one's a doozy, so bear with me. Think about this. What's the first thing a single, or a not, even a not single guy, wants to do when he's at the beach? Think he wants to swim in the ocean, tan on the beach, you know, chug a beer? No. He wants to hook up and get laid. He wants to get laid as soon as he wakes up so he can do the above-mentioned activities without thinking about getting laid for a few hours. I mean, even if he's a straight-up Trim Reaper, he'll still have to walk around competing with all the other guys for the best slutty but still kind of hot-ratioed chicks and then swoon her and probably wine and dine her for at least a few hours. Or he could come to me and have the chicks come up to him in waves. Yes, beach pun intended. Because how? Well, with a puppy, of course, you stupid asshole. I'll invest in a couple breeder dogs, and they'll pump out litter after litter of furry pussy magnets. And for 25 bucks an hour, you'll be in and out of bed with multiple women. You're strolling down this boardwalk with a cute puppy. They come for you. And this is all you do. Girl wants to pet the dog, you say, hey, it'll cost you a phone number. Or it'll it'll cost you having a few beers with me down down at uh hold on, I'm gonna try to think of a cool beach bar name. Down at the Down at Wings and Waves. Ah fuck it, that's gay. Okay, never mind. But uh yeah. Twenty five bucks an hour. Girl comes up to you within probably ten minutes, get her number. You have a few drinks, you're inside of her and out. And then you're on the beach and you are enjoying life. And once the dogs are too big to be cute puppies, I'm just going to chop them and grind them up and sell them on a pier for 10 bucks a gallon as chum and fish bait. <laughs> okay. Obviously, that whole puppy thing idea is just a joke. Or is it? Uh, okay. So... That's that. This is my half of the episode. These are all ways for me to make money. 
I guess you could too. And, uh, yeah, we're going to head to a quick commercial break. And when we return, well, I can't say we return because I won't be here. Paul's going to take over, and you can listen to his stupid shit for the rest of this podcast. Later, dickheads. Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, Karate Kid, what do they all have in common? If you guess nunchucks and throwing stars, then you are correct. Hi, I'm Thaddeus Gerard, and I don't care how badass you think you are. You ain't shit until you buy a pair of my top quality nunchucks and a shoebox full of my homemade throwing stars. Yeah. Bullies at school taking your lunch money? Nunchucks. A better looking guy taking passes at your old lady? Nunchucks. You want to wear that stranger's hat? Nunchucks. Raccoons won't stay out of the garage? Throw wing stars. My nunchucks are $19.95, and that's the same price for a box of my throwing stars. But if you go onto the Podcastration Facebook page right now, and order one of each item that I'll throw on a life-sized Jean-Claude Van Damme door poster for what? No extra charge? Woo-wee. That's a limited time offer. So log on now and order Japan's best shit made right here in America. Because if you don't, you're just kung foolish. We are at Super Funtime Giant Squid Place, number one amusement park in all the world. <laughs> yeah, it's seriously huge, like our penises. <laughs> For only $25.95, you come and ride our great rides, such as the Dark Descent. <laughs> On the tentacle twirl. Or the number one roller coaster, the Cuttlefish Missile. It's really fast. <laughs> also, we have a great fountain and the number one buffet in the world. It's not a weak a Chinese pathetic buffet. <laughs> no, no, no. It's buffet. From Great Empire of Japan! <laughs> Super Funtime Giant Squid Praise. All other praise is a disgrace. Enjoy the show, Rise and Bring Back Helen, while your party is reached. Now we're back. Uh, we just have a few more questions here for you to answer, Paul. Um, so this next one, it says it's from Mel Gibson. Ooh. And Mel says, what's going on, guys? <laughs> you getting sweaty? No, that's my Mel Gibson impression. <laughs> you know that, that video where he's like being like a dick? And he says like the racist things. No. Oh. Well, he's like panting in it. All right. So well, Mel and this is Mel Gibson. And since I pretty much retired from acting to get my personal life in order, 
I have lots of free time on my hands lately and was looking for something new and different to dip my toes into. I've been listening to all of your shows and thought that maybe you guys could use a third voice. Hey, Mela, I'm the third voice, so suck it. Suck it, Mel. I can obviously draw from my film work, and I have 64 years worth of life knowledge and insight to share. Not to mention, my sponsors would put a lot of production value and income into the show and into your wallets as well. Please think about it and let me know. What do you think? Well, Mel, I would love to hear. I would love to hear your voice on the podcast. I don't have. Yeah. Hey, Mel. Anytime you want to call in, anytime you want to come hang out, you just let me know. Fly on down or fly on up, I guess. Or you could fly us. You know, if you wanted to fly us to Hollywood, I'd uh, I'd accept. We can bring. If you buy us the plane tickets or send a, a private jet, we'll bring the podcasting gear. That sounds like a fair a fair deal. Just look for the house without the back awning. Oh, for him if he comes up here. Yeah. No, I don't want him coming up here now. I'm thinking we might be able to fly. Like, hey, podcastration is going to Hollywood. All I right. like it, Mel. I'll see you in a little bit. So next is from a Viana. Quadira, Quadira, sorry, Viana. She says, you guys make me so moist every time I hear your show. Well, that's a first leave one. Sometimes I spend hours just laying in bed playing all of your episodes in order while pleasuring myself. My question is, will you guys please come to Monterey, Mexico and do me? I mean, do an episode with me. I think since... I think some 102-pound, double C-cup, 23-year-old Spanish girl could really add some spice to the show. Please, oh, please come here. Adios, trozos. Well? What do you mean, well? What am I going to say? What, like, what am I going to say to that? Hey, Levon, this one's yours. Next. All right. What do you want me to say? What, like, what would I... What would I say? What would I, it's gonna it's gonna be a fight. Oh yeah. Oh, let's answer this question. That way I can fight. What's Sheena's boyfriend's name? Was it Sheena? Sean. And Sean? Sheena and Is that Sean. What we're doing right now. We're going Fuck to be you, Sheena and Seaning. Why do I have to throw at you? All don't right. Throw so anything at me. Number. I I don't know what number this is, but the next question is Kevin Almouth Almatak. Where where do these guys get these last names from? You two are the best guys ever and are by far the best podcast in the universe. I'm 12 years old now and I want to make my own podcast someday soon. What advice would you give an aspiring podcaster like me? 12 years old and he's a pretty big podcastration fan. What's his name again? His name is Kevin Almatak. Kevin, where are your parents at? Do they know what you're listening to? Next is from Thaddeus Gerard, and Thaddeus says, Love the show, guys. I sell nunchucks and throwing stars out of the back of my van, mostly near high schools. I have to constantly keep moving from state to state to keep the law and IRS off my ass. Having a permanent place to sell my stuff would be a great help. If you guys can hook me up, you'll get all the nunchucks and throwing stars you can handle. Keep me posted. So, Paul, I, I think that that Chevy Lumina advice that you gave someone for their daughter, I think this guy might, uh, but he might be reeled in. Does he want you to, what's he asking me for? Is he asking me to, like, rent space? 
That's what it sounds like. Dude, keep doing your thing. You have an excellent business model. What are you going to do? Move into one spot where you can sell your, like, terrible goods? Then people are going to know where to go to complain. Keep selling them out of the van near the high school. Keep making money off of it. Uh, also, venture out and buy, like, cheap vape pens. Kids love that stuff. Uh, fake IDs. There's all kinds of, like... Fake ID. Fake ID. There's all kinds of good, like... Good bad business for you. You're clearly a you're clearly a low life. You don't need me. You don't need me to tell you how to be more of a low life. You know how to do it. Just uh, keep your van. Keep like six boxes of different merchandise. They're throwing stars, nunchucks, uh, junk knives. You know all your all your normal wares that you're always selling. Add add like modern day flair. Add your vape pens and your fidget spinners and whatever else the kids are into and be on your way. You don't need me. You don't need me. You have the right idea. So we have the next question from a Scott Davis. Scott says, my daughter just turned 16 16, and it's time I buy her her first car. You guys seem to know your stuff about vehicles. Any idea what I should look for? Well, Yes. I have the perfect idea. A Chevy Lumina van. The most perfect vehicle for it's the most aerodynamic minivan. She can grow into it, start a little family of her own. She's already got a minivan. That's half the battle. Uh no boy it will not never ever 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 attract a boyfriend. You won't have to worry about her listening to music too loud because it only plays cassette tapes. She's not gonna have any cassette tapes. No Bluetooth, so she won't be, like, dicking around on her phone. It's the perfect vehicle. It's a perfect vehicle for a kid. It won't go above 65. There you go. There you go. What's his name? Scott Davis. Scott, there you go. If I didn't help anybody else through this, Scott definitely got good advice. I feel like I feel like a lot of these, I wish I could take them back. A lot of these have been very bad advice. As I like, as I keep reading, or you keep reading them to me, and I think about like the last ones I've done, I've given bad advice. This is good advice. Chevy Lumina van. All right. So the next one is from a Bon Fletcher, and Bon says, "Of salesman. Of salesman. This question is for Paul. I'm an aspiring guitar player, and I have to ask." How can a person suck so much at something so bad? Like, is it your goal to be the worst guitarist of all time? Ha 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 ha. Just kidding. ACDC and God's here in Sydney, Australia. And I figured that since you rock so hard, I'd salute you by learning the guitar myself. Any gear or tech advice for a beginner? Well, Bon, uh, not everybody's styles are exactly the same. So what you say is the worst sucking you've ever heard. Maybe somebody might say is really, really cool. So there you go, dude. Uh, as for gear advice, honestly, I have such little amounts of gear. I'm like the total wrong guy. I wish I was more into it. The thing Here's the thing with my guitar stuff. When I started getting them, I was like a poor kid. So I would like accumulate guitars, but I never accumulated gear because I never played loud because like, you know, parents don't want to be pissed off. Like, 
I never played loud, never really played like with all that much gear. And now I live in an apartment that's tiny and I don't uh I don't buy gear because once again, like I have sound like I have to worry about neighbor sound. So once I move out of my house, I will like I will start upping my guitar gear game. But as of right now, I have a couple acoustics and I have a couple electrics and I I never pull the electrics off the wall. But since I've been on quarantine, I've been like I've been practicing so much more guitar. I have like I have two quarantine hobbies now, especially now that like I have daytime house like the house is mine, and that's I play guitar more and I bake bread. Those are like my old man things. So this last question is from a Brian. Brian Vonnell. And Brian says, I need your help, guys. I have an older brother who I let live with me for a couple of years to help him get his shit together and get his own place. But that was seven years ago, and this peckerhead is still jobless and living at my house. This guy won't take hints and has no friends and spends all of his time on YouTube watching alien and government conspiracy videos and believes they're all accurate. Now he thinks he has all of the life's secrets figured out and constantly preaches them to me and anyone else who gets near him. Never once realizing that an almost 40-year-old person living with their younger brother shouldn't be teaching anything to anyone. Uh-oh. So, what's he, he's asking for advice of how to make his brother move out? That's what it seems like. What's his name? Brian? Brian. Well, Brian. I have uh, I have two thoughts on the subject. Number one, buy those big boxes of saltine crackers and crumble them up and put them in like, put some of them on his bed, put some of them in his shoes, some of them in his clothes. Nobody wants crackers in their clothes. That's easy. So do that. Just put them everywhere. They're cheap in a box. Put them all through his car, so when he goes to work, he's got crumbs all over him, so he looks like, well, he doesn't work. I forgot. You told me he doesn't work. Put them, crumble up crackers everywhere. Your house will be dirty, but in the long run, it will be cleaner. Other advice, get air horns. Like, they keep on boats and at sporting events, and try to start, like, an air horn orchestra. And you practice at all hours of the day and night. So at any point, you know, 2.15 in the morning, you have four or five uh, air horns, and you just hit different ones at different times, trying to make, like, different sounds. Maybe you can make a song out of it. Maybe you can't. The worse it is, the better. Those are my ideas. I don't know how, like, it might take a little while. Also, hide the mouse traps. Hidden mouse traps are great. Or uh, find a roadkill deer or roadkill anything. Put it in a bed. It's that easy. Pull a Fred and Pete. Pull a Fred, pull a Fred and Pete. Roadkill animals. Tell anybody what you're thinking. Like, If you want your wife to know you love her, you give her flowers. If you want someone to know you hate their guts, you put a roadkill deer in there like... Place of living. So that was the last question. So that is going to wrap it up for this week's sode. Uh, before we go, 
The band we're going to promote is the Mighty Drive-By Truckers from Muscle Shoals, Alabama, I think, where they're from. I think Muscle Shoals is like the area. I don't know, somewhere in Alabama. Uh, Here's the thing. They have some really good albums. They have a lot of really good albums. As of late... I was just I was just uh, complaining to Brooke yesterday. I think as of late, their songs have been so serious, and like they used to be a fun like southern rock band. Whoa, sorry, I kicked something by accident. They've uh, they used to be a fun like southern rock band. Still wrote like really good smart songs and like serious songs, but they also had some like. Zingin', zingin' Southern Rock, you know, anthem songs. And now their songs are mostly, they're mostly all, like, political, and they're just not as as fun. It's still good. Like, it's still good. It's just, like, they lost any of, like, the danciness to it. Their songs just aren't as, like, the silly ones aren't silly anymore. They take themselves a lot more seriously than they used to. And I feel like they were they were, like, a better band. When they didn't take themselves as seriously, but they have some really good albums. The uh, Southern Rock Opera is one of their like their big ones, and the dirt the Dirty South was my favorite one. That's got that uh, Jason Isbell. He used to be a member of their band for a little while, and that album has some of his music on it. And Decoration Day is a great album. They have a, a lot of really really good albums, and honestly, their new stuff is still really good. It's just. It's a lot more mature, and I guess that's what it is. They mature, and I don't. That's what happens. Bands get mature, and I say I stay like dumb and young. That's what like that's what happens with bands. All right. Yeah. Well, I think that wraps it up then. Yeah, I believe so. Everybody, stay home, stay safe. Uh, whatever you do, don't put on the Wedding Singer by Adam Sandler. It's on TV. Don't ever watch it. That's my that's my word of advice dum, for the dum, week. Dum, rum, doopy I want hockey. Well, this is just my luck. Coronavirus really does fucking suck. Who has liquor? Who has some paper towels? I'm out of TP and need to move my bowels. Rum dum dum da dum. Quarantine results and just writing songs. Podcastration hoats are two fucking dongs. Stolen memes all over social media. Traveling cancellations from Expedia. Rum dum dum da dum. How will I pay rent? Guess it's time to strip. Prepping up for the zombie apocalypse. Bum 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 da dum. Dum 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 da dum. That's all I got.
our podcast link. Thank you.